You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Hoosiers. It is Tuesday, August 24th. I am your host, as always, Jacob Rude. I appreciate all of you for making Locked On Hoosiers part of your day today. It's it's getting there, guys. We are 11 days away from the start of the college football season. The NFL season is also about to begin, and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, the Locked On NFL Podcast is previewing every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcast to tune in beginning August 30th. Now, for those of you that missed it, our last two episodes are, were a kind of two-part discussion I had with good friend, IU fan, IU alum, Ben Rafel, who we spoke on Friday, just kind of a general thought on IU football previewing the season. Monday's show was breaking down the schedule, giving our predictions for our final records. So be sure to listen to both of those. But in doing both those episodes, we haven't covered much news. There hasn't been much breaking news, but there's been a lot a lot of small little tidbits. The Perhaps the most important ones being IU has preseason Amer- All-Americans all over the place and multiple sports right now. We're going to touch on some in football. We're going to touch on some on soccer. And we're also going going to talk about this Big Ten Pac-12 ACC alliance that seems like it is inevitable and may be announced by the time you're already listening to this. So we will, we have a lot to cover to catch up today. As always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. If Instagram is more your thing, we have started up an Instagram page as well. It's just Locked on Hoosiers, all one word. Go give us a follow there. I'm posting every time there's a new episode, posting some quotes we see along the way. Anything we find like that, I will keep that updated throughout the season as well. We're going to jump right into football first. The first set of All-Americans, Taiwan Mullen and Micah McFadden, were named to the AP preseason all-American second team this year. Uh, That was announced on Tuesday afternoon, uh, basically as uh, Tom Allen was doing his press conference. That comes out, and as we've spoken many times, huge honors for these guys. Like These are things IU does not normally get, so it's important to appreciate them when they come. Uh, Obviously, both these guys were All-Americans at the end of last season, uh, Mullen was the Football Writers Association first-team All-American. McFadden was third-team. Um, both were named All-Big Ten last season. Both are all over awards watch lists this season. They're going to be probably the two anchors of the defense. Another thing that broke today before Tom Allen spoke, Big Ten finally gave their COVID policy, waited until... About the last possible moment, Uh, there's only four days, I believe, at this point between the or between now and the start of the season. But their COVID policy is falling in line with what everybody else is and that if you have an outbreak that causes you to miss a game that will be declared a forfeit and the game will not be rescheduled. Obviously, last season we saw 
that impact the Hoosiers. They did not play the Purdue game because of that. It also kind of indirectly impacted them because uh, Ohio State would have probably had some forfeits go their way or whatnot. So I, I think this is the, the way to go. This is a good policy. Hopefully it won't matter too much to IU because Tom Allen said it at Media Day, reiterated it on Monday that IU is above 90% fully vaccinated. That should greatly increase their ability to avoid a breakout this year. I would also kind of imagine that that may have played a role in those kids choosing to be vaccinated. I shouldn't say kids. most of, They're all adults. Uh, the players choosing to be vaccinated in that their season kind of a, the regular season kind of abruptly came to an end last year because of an outbreak. So hopefully won't be an issue this season. Certainly would be a rough way for this IU season to have some hiccups is through another COVID outbreak. Now, as I said, Tom Allen spoke on Tuesday, some highlights from it on Saturday, IU had their second kind of inner squad scrimmage. The offense won the first one week and a half ago. The defense had won that one on Saturday and has sounds like has kind of dominated since losing that scrimmage. To be honest, that's kind of the way I think this team will go. That doesn't really surprise me, I should say. This, I mean, we just mentioned the defense has two All-Americans on it. So as good as guys like Penix, Freifogel, all that is, the defense also has a lot more continuity, though Tom Allen singled out Stephen Carr, said that he's really popping for the team. Um, that's as much coach speak as I, as you can imagine, but Sounds like he's playing really well, which was kind of evident with Samson James leaving. Sounded like he was securing that starting spot. Um, so it's not necessarily a surprise that the defense is better. There's a lot more continuity, a lot of talent. So I would say that that side probably will be the stronger side of the two, and that's kind of been the M.O. under Tom Allen. One of those standouts and one, another guy that Tom Allen singled out was – Jaron Handy, Stone Handy is what we found out his nickname was on Monday. Uh, singled him out as an impressive defensive lineman through the fall practices. It's going to be an interesting area to watch for IU because Jerome Johnson was a huge player that they had to replace. He was responsible, despite IU leading the Big Ten in sacks last season, not many of them came from the defensive line. Micah McFadden and Taiwan Mullen led the team in sacks. Part of that is how this defense is set up in that anyone, just the fluidity of it, anyone can um, be anywhere and it makes it really unpredictable. But the downside to that is that you really want a strong defensive line to kind of set the tone they didn't have that at times they had Johnson who was a standout obviously outside of that they didn't always have that they have a couple different guys now who uh, should be able to step up Handy was one Anderson the transfer Ryder Anderson from Ole Miss is another a couple different transfers have uh, stepped up and because yeah Handy is also a transfer um who came from Auburn 
this past off season. Um, I would suspect there's going to be a fair amount of guys who step up um, on that defensive line that weren't a part of the program last year. I know Weston Kramer's another transfer that sounds like he could be an impactful guy on the line. So it will be interesting to watch who steps up there. Last thing that uh, I thought was noteworthy to point out, special teams, something we haven't talked a ton about. Alan mentioned IU's new punter, James Evans, who is from New Zealand, uh, has been working extra away from practice to get more comfortable with an American football because it's a sport he'd never played with pads before now. It, that may sound concerning, but IU has had success recruiting punters from that area, and it's obviously not a foreign thing for a lot of rosters um, to recruit from that area. Hayden Whitehead, who was obviously the punter last year, was from Australia, so IU knows what it's doing here. It's something a lot of college programs do is recruit from the Australian New Zealand area. Also, Bears, if we're talking special teams, worth mentioning Charles Campbell, who was second-team All-Big Ten last year as a kicker. Probably the favorite for first-team All-Big Ten this year. He was 25-25 on extra points, 10-11 of on field goals. There's not a ton of preseason accolades for kickers. There's not a ton of postseason accolades for kickers. But Campbell is going to be one of the best in the Big Ten and it is reassuring for Indiana to have that kind of wrapped up. It's been an an area where, oddly, Indiana has, for many years, had some security there. So with Griffin Oaks, he was strong for most of his career, Logan Justice for most of his, and then Charles Campbell now. So just wanted to mention Campbell and the special teams because we haven't talked a ton about them yet this season. I'm sure we will as the season goes on. That'll do it for the football talk for IU football specifically, at least. When we get back here in just a moment, we will talk about the other kind of football. Hey guys, there's a few things in life that just aren't that fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. Nothing more embarrassing than being out at the club or at the bar, just with some friends out at a restaurant, raise your arm up and you have those nasty sweat stains. It's embarrassing. I've always been A bit of a heavy sweater myself, always able to make simple tasks look difficult through the amount of sweat I produce, but uh, I have a new product for you guys. It's called Sweat Block Antiperspirant Wipe. Now these are doctor created, doctor recommended, and they work up to seven days. So I was as hesitant as anyone about these, tried them out last week, uh, Sunday evening, put them on, you just apply it before bed. Uh, next morning wake up and shower and you're set for the rest of the week and honestly guys they worked I was amazed every day I kept expecting to wake up to uh, them no longer working or throughout the day notice that they're no longer working and it never happened Uh, they have a dry shirt guarantee if sweat block doesn't keep you dry you get your money back they're a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years Um, they've been on the Rachel Race show they've been all over the place they're They're the real deal, guys. So if you guys are interested in trying them out today, I can't recommend them them enough. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code LOCKEDON. That's sweatblock.com, promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off. And as I mentioned, they're also available on Amazon or at CVS. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible 
for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts off their computer, choosing only the brand from their warehouse that you then have to pay more for. You have a computer, so why not go to rockauto.com today? You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us section so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So the football team wasn't the only one to have some All-Americans named in the last few days. The soccer team as well had some All-Americans. The usual suspects, for those of you that have been following the podcast or been following the soccer team, uh, were named over the weekend, I believe on Friday, as All-Americans by College Soccer News. Uh, Victor Bezzera was named a preseason All-American first team, as well as Roman Celentano, uh, the latter a goalkeeper, the former a forward slash midfielder. Both of those guys were the stars of the show, basically, for IU last season during the tournament, uh, especially Celentano, who kind of had a breakout performance, even though he was strong throughout the season, kind of a little bit of a breakout performance in the tournament. Spencer Glass received second team All-American honors. He has still not made an appearance during the exhibition games this season. Still recovering from an injury, but it should be a short-term injury. He should be back on the field. The Hoosiers were also named the preseason unanimous favorites in the Big Ten by the coaches for the second year running. Uh, I use stranglehold over the Big Ten right now is... Incredible. They've won the last six trophies handed out by the Big Ten. The last time the Big Ten gave out a trophy that IU did not win was November 12th of 2017. So even if IU doesn't win both the regular season and po- uh, tournament, Big Ten tournament trophies this year, it'll be four years that they have held every trophy in the Big Ten. A incredible feat in itself. Bezzera, Celentano, and Glass were all named players to watch by the Big Ten as well. They don't really do all preseason all Big Ten teams in the soccer. Uh, they just list a handful of players to watch, and the, that trio was on the list. Now, I haven't really talked about IU's exhibition games because they're exhibition games, and on top of that, they haven't been fully healthy. I mentioned Spencer Glass still hasn't played. Bezzera did not play in the first game. He played in the second one against DePaul. But we have to talk about their game on Saturday against Louisville. For those that did not see it, final score was 5-4, to four, which is a wild enough score for a soccer game, period. For an IU team that, for if you followed them during the NCAA tournament, made their name on defense and low-scoring games, a 5-4 to four result is wild. It was as crazy of a game as you could imagine. Bezzera opened the scoring in the 14th minute. Then Louisville scores three unanswered goals 
In the 28th, 30th, and 41st minute, the last of those a penalty kick to go up 3-1. Mahalich, a freshman who had a, a pretty big hand in this game, scored in the 42nd minute just before halftime. Hoosiers go into the locker room down 3-2. Bezerra scores a penalty in the 54th minute that was won by Samuel Sarver. Six minutes later, he earns a penalty and converts it to put the Hoosiers up 4-3. Louisville then ties it in the 80th minute, and the Hoosiers, in between the the Bezerra's goal and the tying goal, the 60th and 80th minute, Bezerra had come off, and it seemed like his night was going to be done. Louisville ties it, and the Hoosiers say, we're going for the win. Bezerra comes back on. The Hoosiers go for it and get a goal in the 88th minute. Tommy Mahalich whips in a corner. Joey Mayer heads it home. IU wins in the 88th minute, 5-4. It was a testy game. Uh, apparently at the final whistle, it was a, some tensions boiled over a little bit. Coaches were uh, feisty with one another, I'll say. So it was a testy game. It was a fun game. Uh, unfortunately not many highlights, but, uh, what a, what a game, (laughs) what a way to, that was the final preseason game, exhibition game. What a way to head into your season. Uh, coach Yeagley talked after the game that it had the feel of a regular season game and that it was a really good way to head into the, uh, regular season. IU will open the regular season on Friday. On Thursday, we are going to have Tristan Jackson of the IDS. He's going to be the men's soccer beat reporter, uh, co-editor for the sports section in the IDS. He's going to join us to preview the men's soccer season. Really excited to have him on um, to really dive into a men's soccer season where realistically the expectation can be to win a title because that this is a supremely talented group of guys that should be able to compete with anyone nationally this season so as i said we'll dive a little more deeper into the men's team later this week we will wrap up today with something that now seems more and more inevitable this big 10 acc pac-12 agreement Uh, we got some more information on it monday night and as i said in the opener it may have already been announced and we may have even more information on it But for now, I'll talk about what we know and what it could mean for the Big Ten and Indiana here in the future. That time of year again and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo where you make a bet on Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Buccaneers and Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So when news about this ACC Big Ten Pac-12 alliance first came out last week, uh, 
wasn't really sure what the point of it was other than to block the SEC and kind of a counter move to them landing Oklahoma and Texas. It still seems to be the main game plan, but on Monday night, Dan Wetzel and Pete Tamil reported a lot more in-depth about what could be happening. Now, as I said, the announcement is, was supposed to come out on Tuesday, depending on when you're listening to this. I'm not going to make this section too long because it could be outdated by the time you're listening to this, but they offered some insight into what the goals of this, they're, they're calling themselves at least in this piece, the Alliance or just Alliance with a capital A. I hope that is not their name. That is as goofy a name. That's a WWE, AEW like faction or group name. Please, I hope this is not what they call themselves. But they offered some insight into the scheduling. Uh, This is directly from that Yahoo Sports piece from Wetzel and Tamil. Uh, It said, an agreement where each football team in the three conferences would play one opponent from each of the other two leagues on an annual basis. Most cases, the opponents would rotate. This could help maximize revenue and upcoming TV deals for the Big Ten and Pac-12. The Big Ten's deal expires in 2022, the Pac-12 in 2023. Uh, It says, so under such a plan, the Big Ten could drop its conference schedule from nine games to eight and require each school to play one game against an ACC and one against a Pac-12 team. The example they gave was Wisconsin could play Virginia and Oregon one year and Florida State, UCLA the next. The Big Ten would be allowed to schedule the additional non-conference games as they see fit. Now that, it sounds like the Big Ten would drop a crossover game. So you're playing every team in your division and only two crossover games instead of three. The big question here is, I mean, honestly, this doesn't really give much clarity because there are a lot of future game contracts that, as we've joked about, are scheduled into 2030s. Those don't just go away. So unless these schools are going to eat some of those future game contracts, the there's not enough room to play these games. So maybe there's like a... A period where you have you have to play out your your future games and eventually fill the, fill in the hole with a Pac-12 or ACC team. Not really sure what the logistics of this would look like. It's um it's more of a plan, but it's not really a great plan. Uh, they go on to offer suggestions or reports of what the ACC and Pac-12 scheduling could look like. The, it's going to be a problem for every conference trying to clear out enough slots to play these games. They did note that if they were already planning on playing game teams from the other conferences, that would uh, that would count. So Notre Dame, for example, if any of the Big Ten or Pac-12 teams were going to play them, which a lot of them do, that would count as the ACC game. You have USC, Stanford, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Purdue are all going to be playing them here in the future. Ultimately, again... This seems, and they mention it in this piece, this is to stop the SEC from having as much power. They talked about this alliance kind of voting in kind with one another, having the same ideas. A lot of it had to do with the playoff, the expansion that seems inevitable to come. They want a big say in how the model works. Part of it, interestingly, was potentially having playoff games separate from bowl games and have those at neutral sites so maybe we see 
a playoff game in Indianapolis or a Detroit outdoors, maybe a Chicago, somewhere in that kind of footprint area. So it seems more than anything, this is all to block again. I keep saying this. I think this is what it ultimately boils down to is to just make sure the SEC doesn't start running away with all the power. It's a counter move to them landing Oklahoma and Texas. That's ultimately what this is going to be. There could be some some cool scheduling positive consequences from this. There's going to be negative consequences if those if that's how the scheduling is going to work because there's going to be future game contracts that are going to have to be tore up potentially. It's a bit of a headache. does lead to some interesting questions about who would be the most fun teams to CIU play. Uh, the first couple that came to mind, obviously we're going to need a rematch against Duke where the kick will be good again and it'll actually be ruled good. Uh, obviously we're going to need to play USC for payback for the Rose Bowl uh, and OJ the OJ Simpson game. So <laughs> those two were two that jumped to mind. Uh, there's a lot of obviously fun possibilities. Everybody's going to want to play Clemson because they're uh, one of the powerhouses there, everybody's going to want to play your USC's, your Oregon's and whatnot in the Pac-12. Maybe this means Pac-12 after dark with Big Ten teams. And honestly, if that's the case, I that's all you needed to say and I'm signed up for it. So let me know who you would be most excited to see IU play in some of these games. Um, we will probably talk more about this on tomorrow's episode Assuming this is announced on Tuesday, and assuming there are more details that come out, we will talk about the fallout, what's to come, what this means, all those types of things. Also worth noting that Jalen hood Shafino, the five-star recruit that is down to IU in Tennessee, his announcement is on Tuesday at 2 p.m. If you're listening to this before 2 p.m., um, make sure you pay attention on Twitter and see if he commits to the Hoosiers. If he does, we'll talk about what that means. If he doesn't, we're going to talk a little bit about it as well. So we will have an update on the Alliance. I beg that's not the official name. Jalen Hood Shafino, excuse me, uh, on tomorrow's episode. And like I said, we have some more fun stuff down the road. That'll do it for today's episode. As I mentioned, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. On Instagram, Locked on Hoosiers. Leave a rating and review on the podcast. Helps me out a ton while you're there. Betting on the Hoosiers and college football doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Have a great Tuesday, everybody, and Elio.